0: is to receive all that He has for me. Just to believe it and to receive it. Come on. And to walk in it. I want God to make Chris Cody a wonderful walking billboard of how good Abba God is, Daddy God is, to an unsaved world out there. Amen. 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 And you should too. Hallelujah. I know that there are people who glorify God in their sickness, but you can glorify God better by letting Him heal you. And then standing up and telling the world who did it. Right? Hallelujah. I just think that's the higher flow and the higher way to do it. Well, praise God. Now, we're not there. You're in Isaiah 61. Is that right? Uh, But I'm going to quote something to you over in Luke chapter 4. Jesus gets up. He's just getting started in His earthly ministry. And He happens to be in Nazareth. Uh, Praise God, which is where He grew up with His family, as you know. And they went to synagogue every Saturday, I'm sure. Right? And there came a time where it was His turn to stand up as was their custom, and to read from the Holy Writ or the scroll or from the Torah. And on this particular day, he asked for the scroll of Isaiah. And it says in Luke chapter 4 that he unrolled it and he found the place. Isaiah 61 is toward the end of that prophet's writing. And he found the place where it was written. And he began to quote it, and he's quoting this passage right here. And he, at the end of that, he sits down in a chair that they had reserved in every synagogue. He sat down in that chair. That's why all their eyes were fixed upon him. And they were mad at him. After that, they wanted to throw him off. I'm glad we don't have Cliff around here because sometimes you won't throw me off of it. Praise God. But they got so mad because he sat down in that chair they reserved for the Messiah and said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. The problem was is it was True. <laughs> Uh, That's what they missed about it. But see, I I want to let you know that as we're about to read these verses, Jesus invoked this whole passage about Himself and saying all of these wonderful things are available in Me and through Me. Now Jesus in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19 did not quote all of the chapter here. But there is a Hebrew custom that you would do well to know about. And that is that when any Hebrew rabbi or Orthodox person invoked any portion of a passage of Scripture, whether he or she quoted the whole thing or not, he was invoking the whole thing by even quoting a portion of it. And they knew that by culture, by practice. So, for instance, when Jesus is on the cross, you remember that? He stretched out. What was the last thing he said? And he gets up there and and one of the last things he says is, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, that's a scripture. Did you know that? That's a scripture. It's uh, Psalm 22, verse 1, I believe. And so, see, he invokes the first part of that psalm. But they would have all known that day that he's invoking that whole psalm, saying, that's me. If you ever studied Psalm 22, the psalmist gives in great prophetic detail Jesus' death experience on the cross. That they pierced his hands and feet. You know, I just studied that this weekend. Crucifixion hadn't even been invented yet. And yet, the psalmist David is writing about it. All my bones are out of joint. Not broken, but out of joint. So, see, when Jesus on the cross says, My God, my God, why has that? He just quoted that one verse, but he's invoking that whole passage saying, See, I'm fulfilling this. So, my point is that though uh, Jesus in Luke that day didn't invoke, he didn't read and quote the whole thing, they would have all known he meant that. He meant that. Y'all following me so far? Okay, praise God. So let's begin reading in verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek or the poor. He has sent me to bind up or to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Does this sound familiar to you? Luke chapter 4 verse 18. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now do you notice that even there, that there are times where God will proclaim something about a year. Is that not right? You remember there was something in the Old Testament called a Jubilee year. Happened every 50th year. And that whole year there was a theme of liberty and restoration in that year. Now we don't have to wait for a 50th year now because Jesus said, I'm your Jubilee baby. Every year in me. Is Freedom Day. (laughs) Praise God. Y'all going to help me preach this? How about y'all in the back? You going to help me preach this? They're not sure about it, okay. (laughs) Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Uh, Praise God. To comfort all those who mourn, verse 2, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Isn't this wonderful about our Lord? He wants to give you beauty instead of your ashes. You just feel like your, your life's been reduced to ashes. Well, he wants to give you beauty instead. He said, I want to give you the oil of joy instead of grief and mourning and sadness. How about the garment of praise? Take that on you instead of the spirit of heaviness and depression, hopelessness and despondency. That they might, we might be called the trees of righteousness. See, God's got something, brother, on us about trees. Amen. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. Now skip all the way down. He just keeps going with this wonderful news. But skip all the way down to verse 7 for time's sake. Notice it says, for your shame, really it should say instead of, or as a repayment for your shame, you shall have what? All double. double. The Amplified says, instead I'm going to give you a two-fold recompense or repayment for the trouble you went through last year. Now I'm telling you, you know, you know, Pastor Chris has been around. Sometimes he can be strong, corrective, and straight. But this one, Amen, ought to encourage you and make you shout, and make you happy. <laughs> so enjoy it, right? Praise God! All right. For your shame, you shall have double, and for confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Now get this language. Therefore, in their land, in other words, where you live, they shall possess. It doesn't say double. It says they shall possess the double. When you use the on something, the watch, the tie, the jacket, the shoe, you're talking about a thing. Is there a thing in God's mind called the double? Oh, come on, there is. Hallelujah. Come on, the double. Praise God. The title of my message this morning is double for your trouble. That's what God wants to do. Amen. Now, 2019 was a pretty good year for me, but I, I I endured my share of trouble. Amen. And lost opportunity. And finances I had, thankfully, God, I had it because He provided it, but I had to put that money in places that I didn't want to put it there. I wanted to do something else with it. And I didn't get to do that in 2019. But I'm finding out, and the Lord's been talking to me about, hey, in 2020, how many of you know that's that's double. Hallelujah. Double. (laughs) That the blessing of the double, it's in the Word all the time. You have it any time. But see, God's emphasizing that for us right now. Glory to God. They shall possess the double. Now, I like that. Listen to it from the Amplified. It says, instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach. Now this talks about... Have you ever gone through something and that trouble you went through was humiliating? Or it was embarrassing for you? Right? Shouldn't be any condemnation, you know. But, you know, if you lost a house or lost a business or had a car repossessed. I mean, someone's going to find out about that. That's not going to make you feel real good, is it? I wouldn't think so. This is the kind of thing God's talking about. You went through trouble... You lost things, right? Lost opportunity, lost finances, lost... And it was embarrassing. It was, other translations will say humiliating. So, and God watched you endure that and go through that. And sometimes you might say, well, I did it myself. He don't care that you were the cause. He so loves you and is so merciful. He don't care that you were the cause of your humiliation. He just wants to fix it and give it back to you times two. That's just, you just got to get to know God. He's just really good. Yes. He's better than you know. He's better than you've heard. Yes. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double what they had forfeited. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. How about the GW translations? One of my favorites, the God's Word translation. It says, you will receive a double measure of wealth instead of your shame. You will sing about your wealth. Instead of being disgraced. That is why you will have a double measure of wealth in your land. You will have everlasting joy. Amen. The message translation says. Because you've got a double dose of trouble. And more than your share of contempt. Your inheritance in the land will be doubled. And your joy will go on forever. Amen. Praise God. You know, this kind of scripture that reading, you know, makes the devil, the religious devils mad. Mm. I like making religious devils mad. The NIV 2011 translation says, Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. You will inherit a double portion in your land. Now, you're in Isaiah. Go to the right. Okay. Go to Zechariah. Go to Zechariah. So you're going to go through Jeremiah. You're going to go through Ezekiel. Some of the minor prophets. Zechariah is the second to last book of the Old Testament. And go to, excuse me, chapter number 9. Y'all ready to shout? Did you bring your shouting clothes with you? (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I heard Pastor Nancy say that in 2013, no, on December 13th, She was in her home and God said to her, now Pastor Nancy, that's my, Dr. Dufresne, he's in heaven now. She's my, speaks into my life as a pastor. She said, God told her, Pastor Nancy, 2020 will be your best year yet. And having her tell that. That's very simple, but I receive it. I put that on your saying list. You ought to say that. If she can say it, I can say it. 2020 will be our best year yet. Pastor, I'm 95. I've had a lot of good years. This will be your best year yet. Hallelujah. Well, let's learn some more about this double blessing. Praise God. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. And for time's sake, I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you in the Amplified Translation. They might put it up on the screen. It says, as for you also, now here's he's going to tell us why he's doing this. Because of and for the sake of the covenant. Oh, aren't you glad we have a covenant? I heard a preacher say over the holiday that God doesn't know you anything. God doesn't know you nothing. You know that's not true. Do you know that's not true? You know God's indebted to save you if you meet his condition. He has to. He has obligated Himself. That's a key word. He has obligated Himself to save all those who come to Him and receive Jesus as their Lord. What if He's in a bad mood that day? It don't matter. He entered into a blood covenant with us. It's not about strong-arming God. It's about understanding. He obligated Himself. And when we meet His conditions, He is obligated... To heal your body, pay your bills, take care of you like a father, forgive you when you sin. Because he he said, under a blood oath covenant, under the blood of my very own son, I promise. You know, if I promise to take my wife out and buy her new dress, and I forgot about it a week later, and she brings it up, guess what? If I'm a man of my word, I owe it to her. Now, I don't buy her dresses. She buys her own. See? And that's fine. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. But do you see what I mean about this? Amen. So, because of and for the sake of the covenant of the Lord with His people. Now, are you His people? I know I'm reading from the Old Testament, but are we in a covenant with God? Are we His people or not? Which was sealed, this covenant, with the sprinkled blood of the covenant... I have released and sent forth your imprisoned people out of the waterless pit. Look at verse 12. Y'all ready? Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. You prisoners of hope. I was on Facebook last night and my pastor in Oklahoma City said, uh, he's turned the church over to his son now, but he said, I am preaching today. He's preaching now while I'm preaching. He said, I'm going to preach you a message called Prisoners of Hope. And I thought, "Mm -hmm, I'm preaching the same thing. (laughs) Hallelujah. You prisoners of hope, even today do I declare, this is God talking, that I will restore double for your former of your former prosperity to you. (laughs) What a verse. Return to the stronghold of God's security and prosperity, you prisoners of hope. Even today does God declare, I will restore double your former prosperity to you. So we can see here that according to God's word, the double is a thing. And the double is a financial and material restoration type blessing. It is God's repayment for past trouble. Now you need to spend a little time this week thinking about maybe some of the trouble that you've had. Some of the things that the devil stole from you. Some of the things you were believing for that didn't come to pass in 2019. Just put times two on it. Amen. And believe God to do it. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm believing God to double every good and right and fruitful thing in every arena of my life. Woo! We haven't given a report yet, but uh, they still have to do the hard numbers. But in 2019, WHC, World Harvest Church, had the best year it ever had in all of its existence, financially and materially. And I wrote down the number she gave me, and I put times two. Because this is the year of the double. And I'm having to spend time thinking about how am I going to allocate and steward that. You know what I'm thinking? Praise God! We, got our, we had everything abundantly taken care of last year. What are we going to do with double money? We're going to help a lot of people. Amen. We're going to help a lot of people. We're going to do more at that orphanage over in India than we've ever done. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to sow bigger seed. We're going to help the prophet of God maybe buy an airplane. Think about that. In the airplane, we help him fund and buy in all the nations and all the churches and all the healings and all the things. And all of us who are a part of that... When it comes reward day, we'll all have to step forward because we're parts of that. Hallelujah. Part of the reason I see some of you are like, no, I'm telling you, praise God. You're to have to, I'm preaching it to you because you're going to have to stir yourself, expand yourself, take your little limit off and turn God loose in your life this year. I'm not, I'm not endeavoring to hype you, get you emotional. But I'm just endeavoring to tell you what God has been talking to me about. Amen. I'm having Amber right now. Okay, I want all the income from all the sources that came in our pro- I want that number so I can put times two by it. I'm going to be believing God to double my income. Amen. So we know that this blessing is a financial material blessing. It's a repayment for past trouble. But did you know this blessing is also very spiritual? You don't have to turn there for time's sake, but write down 2 Kings 2.9. This is probably where you're most familiar with the double portion. And that is where the young apprentice prophet Elisha had been following and serving the senior prophet Elijah. Some say for 16, maybe to 20 years he served him. But the day came where Elijah was to be caught away. Remember that? And he was to be caught away, and he was caught away in a chariot of fire. Praise God. And taken to heaven. He's been there for a long time. <laughs> and uh, praise God. And so b- before he went, Elijah said, What do you want me to grant you? Ask me. What is it that you want? And Elisha he didn't ask for a double portion of his finances. He said, let a double portion of thy spirit come upon me. In other words, let me have a double portion of the anointing that's on your life as a prophet. Let it come on me. God says you've asked a hard thing. not hard for God, but it's hard for man to qualify. Sometimes to walk in it. But here from these verses you can see, amen, that there is something called the double. Really if you study God and His ways He's not too into addition. Addition He's definitely not into subtraction or division. He's actually against that. The Bible does say in Acts that He added to the church daily them who are being saved. But when you really study God, what God is really into, what lights His fire seemingly, is multiplication. Multiplication unless you want to get into decimals and fractions, the smallest, the smallest multiplier you could get is the double. So lest you think the double is the biggest outlandish, this is a pipe dream, it is the smallest thing God thinks of when He thinks about multiplying somebody. God talks about 30-fold. That's times 30. He talks about 60-fold. That's times 60. Then he talks about the hundredfold. And Isaac, way back there in a barren desert land dominated by famine, sowed some corn or wheat in the ground. And it says in that year, God blessed him with a hundredfold what he sowed. That's one grain of wheat. He got a hundred. So if you're stumbling and choking on the double... Don't throw it away. Just work on yourself. Just work on yourself. Think about the loaves and the fishes. They didn't even have a basket full. They had two fish and five loaves. And when they were all done, it took 12 baskets. Each one for each of the disciples. They didn't have enough to eat themselves when they started. Five loaves and two fish for 13 men, including Jesus and the 12. That's not enough for even them to eat. But when they gave it to Jesus and Jesus blessed what was not enough, he multiplied it. Everybody ate till they were full. 30,000 people maybe. Praise God. And when they were done, every disciple got a basket full to take home. And that's too much because they didn't have refrigerators back then or ice boxes. And you can't keep fish for... I can't eat... I couldn't eat a whole basket full of fish. So what did he give me? That, he's a too much God. Amen. I got a series out there called... God, are, he's a too much God. How do you know when you're really in his flow? When you got too much. You know what you do when you get too much? Give it away. Have y'all ever been... Man, I got too much stuff in this house. What do you do? You start giving it. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to have... Too many cars and too many houses and too many suits and too many sweaters and too much money so that you can go out going, Father, show me somebody I can bless today. Hallelujah. It is good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So now, if you go back in your thinking to Isaiah... God says they shall possess the double. Now, I I took note of that. He seemed to point that out to me, emphasize that to me. In other words, the double's not going to fall on anybody accidentally. The promised land for the Israelites had to be possessed. It had to be taken. And because they were not willing, guess what? They went without. Could you go without? If you're going to be passive and just get excited about it, wave your hanky for a day or a service or two, and then when I go on preaching something else, you forget about it. You don't do anything about the saying list. You don't put it in your mouth. You haven't done anything about it, and it's July, and nothing's happening. I might have doubled by then. But see, but if you'll grab hold of it and mix your faith with it and begin daily to declare it over your life, your business, your family, begin to expect it and praise God for it. Amen. I double-dog dare you. Amen. It's going to come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. So I looked up this word. I have it here somewhere. Uh, Possess. Uh, And it means to seize aggressively. It means to take by force. Maybe This is it. it. I have the Strong's definition. Oh, here it is right here in my notes. How convenient. Praise God. Here's what it means. All right. You ready? It means to to possess something means to occupy by driving out the previous tenants. Isn't that what they had to do with the promised land? They had to drive out the Philistines and the Canaanites and the Amalekites and all the ites? Were ungodly people dwelling in what God said was their land? Drinking their milk, eating their honey, living in their houses? Amen. Amen. And they had to possess that land. How? God was going to help them. It means to occupy by driving out previous tenants and possessing it in their place. Now we're not talking about, lest you misunderstand me, right? Taking someone else's stuff. Right? I'm talking about taking what the enemy has stolen and what He has actively endeavored to hinder you from possessing. And with Amen. God's help, dispossess Him. Yes. Amen. Amen. And let God work in your circumstances. And somebody may move out and you move in somewhere. Praise yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The second definition uh, said in Strong's that the word in Hebrew, to possess, by implication means to seize, to rob, or to inherit. Amen. It also means to make to have. In other words, God says, because I've seen you endure this trouble, I'm going to make you to have twice what you forfeited. For all your trouble, I'm going to give you two twice as much. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know how that's possible. Well, listen, can I just say something to you? That's none of your business how it's possible. That's none of my business. Here, I've been thinking about this too, really, because I'm human too. I'm like, how is God? I know what that number is probably going to be. How is God going to get 1.3, 1.4 million dollars into this church in the next 12 months? That's not my job. But what I've decided is, I'm just going to enjoy watching Father do his thing. You don't have to figure out. Don't go home and try to figure out how you're going to. Oh man, now pastor, I got to work extra hard to double. No, you're going to work less. You're going to believe Him and do what He says. Trust Him and be impressed by how He brings it about. Amen. You'd be surprised how people take a message like this. It's supposed to lighten them and encourage them and bless them, and they get all down and heavy burdened by it. No, you're not God. Y'all know that, right? You're not God. Amen. My spiritual father used to tell me, he said, Son, you do the trusting, and God does the doing. That's how this works. You do the trusting, and God does the doing. You can't heal your body. That's not your job. You do the trusting and God does the doing. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I like that. It means to make, to have, to cause, to possess. Amen? See, I'm preaching this to you because I want you to know what God has been saying to me and what I believe He's offering us as an object of our faith in 2020. Amen? Amen but so that you can do something with it. You don't, don't, we're not turning there, but in Matthew 11, I think in verse 12, Jesus said, Since the day that John the Baptist started preaching, the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence, and the violent take it by force. Now this is not an ungodly or wicked violence that Jesus is talking about. This is a holy and a righteous laying hold of what God has made available. That something in the Spirit swung open the day John the Baptist stepped out on the scene and began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of God is nigh in hand. And Jesus comes on the scene right on His heels began to say, The kingdom of God is coming to you. Repent, receive. Praise yeah. God. That from that day, something in the heavenlies, in the realm of the Spirit, has been made available. But notice, it doesn't fall on people by happenstance. God doesn't have favorite children. Amen. But he says, I've opened the floodgates and since that day, the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence as the violent ones take it by force. Amen. To possess the double, you're going to have to take it because the devil's not going to go, oh yeah, have double. So that we can, you know, fund orphanages and feed children around the world and go more places and. Mexico, like Chris Cody Ministries, I'm believing to double. Yeah. Double the meetings, double the fruit, double the opportunities, right? We've already increased the amount of overseas trips by two. That's almost double. <laughs> Praise God from last time. Amen. How about Chris Cody Ministries receiving double partners? Bread, I don't know. Do I have about 40 right now? 40 full-time partners? So that means 80. Think about what we could do in books and going places and missions work. Hallelujah. The Weiss translation of Matthew eleven twelve. 12. Just listen to me. It'll bless you. Don't you know, go back and write it down later. Dr. Weist' his Greek translation says, And the strong and the forceful ones claim it eagerly for themselves. He's talk, instead of the violent take it by force, Dr. Weiss translations say the strong. Claim it eagerly for themselves. Talk about by faith. I like that too. Amen. Praise God. So I want to encourage you. Uh, amen. Take your saying list. Amen. Take your saying list. Modify it to, to the nth degree. Make it yours. I just give you a little bit of a template, right? But in here, I have a blank where you could write down what your family income is. And then time's to it, baby. Amen. Now, if you don't have the measure of faith, I don't know what to tell you. I'd say put it on there anyway. Just talk yourself into faith. It is. It's just, that's right, mom. It's a decision. Are all things possible with God or not? Now, let me say this to you too. And there's a second message coming next Sunday. I hope you come back. I know what time it is. We've got to finish up. Uh, Praise God. Don't believe to double and receive this double financial material blessing thinking all you're going to do is consume it on your lusts. That's not what I'm thinking. You know, James says, you ask, you war, you fight, you try, and you go without. That's the Cody translation. You have not because you ask not. And then he went on and said, and yet some of you ask and you still don't have because your motive is to consume all that I would give you selfishly on your own lusts. Now, amen. Uh, As God doubles the Cody family, we're going to enjoy some things. But we're going to continue to do what we've always done first and that's tithe on it all. I don't care how big those checks get. I'm going to celebrate It's like the guy that God had been blessing. He walked into his pastor's office one day and said, I'm sorry, pastor, but these checks are getting too big. This church don't need that kind of money. Would Would you pray for me? And the pastor said, surely we'll kneel down. He put his hand on him and he said, Father, this man is too blessed. I'm asking that you reduce him in business. His tithe check is too much. So I'm asking you to take customers away from him. To reduce his business? And the guy goes, whoa, 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 stop, stop. I get it, I get it, I get it. See, he got to look into that little 10% check how big it was, thinking that preacher, that church don't need all that money, forgetting that he was enjoying the 90. People don't think that. He goes, I get it, I get it, I get it. Pastor, don't pray like that. Amen, but see, I'm already multi- talking in my heart about, well, Father... I could, I could do more here. I could bless yeah. this person. I could, I could get more involved with Pastor Nancy's ministry. I could, yeah. I could do more stuff. Yeah. And then there'll be plenty to enjoy right. Yeah. But lest you say, amen. You really need to come back next week because there's a very important nugget to this thing God's shown me about the double blessing that we need to hear. I just don't have time today. Amen. But praise God. God wants to do wonderful things in your life. And I just pray that you'll get with your family and, and fill this out and set some goals. Believe God for some things. You know what? Uh, we're going to continue right on. We've got a sanctuary to finish. And we're going to start talking about that immediately. We've got a wedding coming up. We want to finish this out. We, we want to get this done. That's going to take some money. We've got a children's church room to finish. Come on. We've we got some things to be, keep doing. and. You know you need to we want to be a part of that in 2020. Amen. Amen. So and seed and being a part of that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, staying seated, because I think this will keep you the most comfortable. I think we can do this in just a few minutes here. Miss Karen, are you you're available, right? Would you go to the keyboard and just play me something? Amen. Praise God. We're gonna, we're gonna finish today just in, I think, of what I believe will be a holy moment for us. Praise God. And uh, receiving communion. And uh, as we do, I just want us to be mindful of all the good that God has done for us. Amen. And saving us, and helping us and blessing us. And uh, praise God. And uh, here's the way we're going to do it. In a moment, uh, those that are, want to, and everyone's invited as long as you're born again. You don't have to be a member of the church to take communion. You're going to line up and go this way. And receive your communion elements, right? And then you're going to come over here and you're going to have a moment with me. Amen. And uh, I'll lead you individually and you're taking your communion element. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. And then you can have a moment with God if you want. Or after that, the service for you is dismissed. Amen. But be reverent because people are going to be having their holy moment with God. But as you come here, what I want you to do is... I want you to make a fresh dedication of your own life to God. You don't belong to yourself. He bought you with this blood. His body was broken for you that you might be healed and serve Him. Amen? And I want you to just finish this first service in 2020, dedicating your life, your family, all that you are to Him and to His service. Amen? And I think that would be a good way to start the year. Praise God. Praise God. So now having done that, I will invite you to stand to your feet. You remember that uh, the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took bread. You remember that? And He said, no longer is this like it's been celebrated for thousands of years. This is My body. This bread represents My body, which was broken for you. They were instructed to eat that lamb's flesh. And as they did, if you read it carefully, you'll find out they were all healed and made strong of any physical infirmity or disease that they had. When you take this bread up here, I want you to believe that you receive healing and life and strength for your body. Amen? Amen. And then Jesus took the cup after they uh, had supper together. And He said, of course, this cup now represents my blood I'm about to shed. And He has shed that blood. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant that cuts this covenant that we've come into, that we've been talking about. And it is the price paid for the remission of your sins. And so as we take of that cup individually, we're mindful of the blood that was shed, the price of our forgiveness and our redemption. But also be mindful of all that's been made available because Jesus shed His blood for you and for me. Amen? So Father, we pray right now and we we just consecrate ourselves and we thank You that God that this communion table is blessed. They're just symbols, but we we are mindful right now of what they mean, what they are to us. As we take them, they're blessed. And Father God, as we worship, uh, praise God as we have this moment, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for meeting us each one individually and blessing us as we get ready to go. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now just follow my instruction. I'd like the praise team to go first. So if the praise team will come first, just go over there and get your elements and then come this way. And then after you have your moment with God, I want you to join, take your place up there. And then Pastor Amber, I want you to sing that second song uh, as the rest of us go today. Praise God. praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Then ushers, you can take this section and we'll work this way. You can begin to line everybody up and just go ahead and go. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Where's that trash receptacle, Brother X? Just bring that over here. Just line up over here, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just kind of as a group together, go ahead and take that bread, praise God, being mindful of all that Jesus purchased for you. He wants you well, He wants you healed. I call you healed and blessed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And now, as you take the cup, praise God, be mindful and receive, be thankful. For the covenant you have, the life you have, the forgiveness you enjoy, the new life in Christ, all paid for because of that blood. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless them. And I thank you that they'll live for you and you only. Praise God all year long in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. That you'll bless them. I thank you for the blessing of the double coming on each and every life. Go ahead and take that cup. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You haven't gone yet. Okay, praise to You go ahead and go. Praise God. Praise God. Slide on down. Let's slide on down. Glory to God. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Now go ahead. You guys have your moment. Praise God. Thank You, Father. Eat of that bread. Receive healing for your bodies. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, His body was broken for you. I thank You for healing power moving in this place in each life. Now take of that cup, being mindful of the blood that was shed for you. Praise God. Praise God. Now dedicate your, have your moment with Him. Just dedicate yourself to Him. Father, in the name of Jesus, let her be blessed with the double. Blessing with the double. Let the double blessing come upon Him this year. Blessed with the double. In the name of Jesus. Blessing with the double, Father. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Let her be blessed with the double portion. In 2020, I call Him blessed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be blessed with the double, Miss Angie, in every area. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. You want to have more of a moment with God? You can. Just kind of gather over there. Slide on down, everyone. Congregation, let's just worship a moment. Glory to God. Be blessed with the double, Dad. Double in every arena. Double health. Double life. Praise God. Every good and right and profitable thing, let it go two times in 2020 in the name of Jesus. Be blessed with the double right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, let Brother John be blessed right now in the name of Jesus with the double. Double health, double favor, double wealth. Every good and profitable and right thing, I call him blessed. In the double measure, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, mom, be blessed with the double portion. That double blessing. Every good right and profitable thing. Let it increase twofold in 2020. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be blessed with the double. In every good right and profitable thing. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed with the double. In the name of Jesus. Every good right and profitable thing. Let it increase twofold. In her life, in every area. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.